This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations, and you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Good. Uh, good to see you all here this morning. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Adam. I'm part of the leadership team uh, here at Jubilee. Um, so this morning we're uh, going to be continuing our series in growing in dot dot dot. Um, so far in the series, uh, we've been looking at different values uh, and characteristics such as prayer, fasting, uh, character. Uh, the topic I wanted to look at this morning is something I feel brings all of these different things together and kind of smashes them into a real-life, day-to-day situation. And uh, what I wanted us to look at this morning is family. Now, when uh, we were discussing these different topics in the leadership meeting, when I suggested doing a morning growing in family, I have to let you know there were some initial raised eyebrows and some childish giggles from the corner. Um, It was John before you uh, start to ask as to what the content could be in a talk called Growing in Family. Now, if your brain has also jumped to the same conclusion, I will refer you to Cohen back in two weeks' time for Graham's Valentine's Day talk on what's love got to do with it. Um, So, I've aptly renamed this morning to Growing in Family Life. (laughs) As I'm sure you can appreciate... I'm taking a slightly different angle with it today. There's a a few different... Oh, sorry, Graham. (laughs) You don't want to ruin Graham's uh, fun in two weeks. (laughs) Um, There's a few different elements that uh, I wanted to look at today. And uh, don't worry, this isn't just going to be a a parenting advice session, mainly because I haven't lost enough hair yet to do that. But when we think of family, my immediate thoughts go to our literal families, such as our parents or our children uh, or other relatives. But I think the Bible has more to offer us on the topic of family than just those immediate people. So there are three things um, I wanted to touch on. So the first one is God the family. The second one, poorly named, is family family. Um, And the third one is our church family. So to start with, um, I thought it best to look at the theme of uh, God the family. I was uh, discussing this with Graham uh, a few weeks ago when this topic came up. And I couldn't help but feel that I'd been accidentally landed with uh, talking about the topic of the Trinity, which, as you can appreciate, is a very simple concept. (laughs) Now, the Trinity is something that I remember as I was growing up, was one of those topics that I always had lots of questions over trying to understand. Um, But in essence, uh, the, the Trinity is the concept of God being three persons, but yet one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Each has their own character and are described as having a relationship with each, but yet they're the same one God. The easiest way that I took to being at peace with the thought and not getting too wrapped up in the logistics was to think of it this way. Now, I'm afraid I'm going to copy Tim and show you one of my lovely family photos. Uh, You know, the ones where the kids don't uh, look at the camera. There we are. Uh, Alex is uh, clearly looking in the wrong direction. Never mind. Um, I think uh, it helps to illustrate it slightly. In this photo of my family, I am three things. I'm a father to my children, I'm a son to my parents, and I am a husband, a friend to my wife. Technically, 
I'm also a pain in the backside for my sister, um, but that ruins my illustration, so we'll brush past that quite quickly. So I am those three things, and those things require me to be different things to those people, but I am still me, I'm still one person. But my characteristics and who those people need me to be change slightly. This is similar to how God, the Trinity, is with us. We have God the Father, the creator of heavens and the earth. We have Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And we have the Holy Spirit sent to guide and help us. Now, not saying that each aren't elements of the others, but this isn't really what I wanted to get into this morning. What I wanted us to see is how relationship and the very concept of family is built into the very nature of God. There's lots of different references uh, throughout the Bible of these different persons of God interacting with each other, yet still modelling the relationship in who God is. Jesus says in Luke 22, verse 42, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. This is a a very powerful verse, which uh, I'm sure we'll be familiar with, but what a picture of submission and respect we see in Jesus here. Jesus' prayer was about finding and committing himself to the Father's will. His obedience would follow the commitment as it always does. God didn't blindly give us one of the Ten Commandments of honour your father and mother without himself knowing one day what this would mean for his son. This powerful relationship between the father and the son gives us a demonstration of that family unit working within God. They are each there working together. Uh, We see in Luke 24, verse 49, Jesus says, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. They are working together as a family unit. The Father has promised them, the Son has sent the Spirit, and the Spirit came to guide us and clothe us with power from on high. Working together, being aligned to the Father's will, gives us a perfect picture of a family unit coming together. This relationship and the the concept of family, I think, is really built into the very nature of God. And I think it's a helpful starting point for us to look at. So uh, the next area that I wanted to touch on is what I've helpfully labelled family, family. Um, This was the only succinct way that I could think of to describe our actual relatives and the default thought we think of when when mentioning family. Now, there are so many different topics and things that we could look at within this and I'm not going to pretend that I'm going to cover them all or that what I've picked out are the most important but I think there are some helpful things for us to reflect on this morning. Now, I think it's probably fair to say that each of us here will have had a different experience of what family life has been really like, and that each of us are in a different place um, with where we are in a family and also with our relationship with other people. I think, though, that it's fair to say, while on one hand, there are lots of great times we have with our families, there are also lots of challenging and hard times that go with it. You know, parenting is hard, Relationships with other family members is hard too. And I'm sorry to say this, but there isn't a single equation that you can apply to your life, to your family today, to get a fantastic result. And on that theme, I've uh, clearly found that there's no guidebook or qualification you need to become a parent. Now, this became apparent to me uh, last week when I saw one of my friends post a photo on Twitter with the hashtag winning at parenting. Now, this sparked my interest and I thought I'd share some of those uh, things with you Uh, this morning. 
I don't know if you read that. I'll, I'll read you that. So, hiding in the bedroom while Mr. Eleven and Miss Nine dispose of a dead rat for me. Hashtag winning at parenting. This is the one for the photo. New build flat means the door frames are higher. Think we solved the problem. Hashtag winning at parenting. <laughs> me supervising the kids. Hey guys, I'll be upstairs reading. Try not to die. Hashtag winning at parenting. I'm raising my daughter right. Hashtag winning at parenting. Hashtag Doctor Who. And then there's a great link of a video of this little four-year-old girl going, I'm the doctor. <laughs> not quite like that. That was a rubbish impression. I'm sure Jules will appreciate that anyway. <laughs> now, all these things aside, and uh, despite some of the different challenges we come across in our family life, I think uh, the important thing to think about is, is how we grow in our walk with God as a family in all the different situations we might be in. You know, members of our family might not be Christians. Uh, my gran is Jewish, for example, which has given us some interesting things to, to work through as a family. But I think it's important to try and see what works for you. Our families can be there to help us in our walk with God, or it may be that we are trying to help them and show them what it's like to know God in your life. Now, I'm, I'm aware I'm fairly young in the family circle. I've been a parent now for four years and six days, um, and the learning does just keep coming. Um, I don't even have teenagers yet, so don't scare me too much, um, though, Kevin, I might need to borrow your bat in about ten years' time. <laughs> <laughs> we found getting into a routine with Caitlin at dinner and bedtime, uh, Caitlin's my eldest, she's uh, just turned four, um, works best for us to help her grow in her prayer time and understanding of God. But it, it might be a different way that works for you. Some of it will be trying out different things and seeing how they fit into your family life. Making part of our walk with God become part of Caitlin's routine has helped us. Uh, now it's just part of daily life. If one evening, and I'll be honest, we do forget sometimes or something distracts us, um, because it's part of the routine, she's the one prompting us to pray before she goes to bed, which is brilliant. Now, but one of the things that took me by surprise um, is some of the things that I've actually got back from her. Because she has a fairly inquisitive mind, uh, she's always been asking all sorts of questions about who created the stars and the trees and the grass and the earth and that red sign over there. <laughs> it's brought afresh of my view of creation and God's hand in it all. You know, too often I can look at uh, the moon and think, it's the moon, or look at the, st the sky and just see some stars. But with her, some of that gets challenged me to not look at the daily churn of life or over-familiarity to take God out of uh, the beauty of creation as an example. You know, we can see glimpses of his glory in the stars in space or the beauty of his hand in the sunset sky. Um, but this, this experience reminded me of the verses in, in Matthew 19 where Jesus welcomes the little children. He says, For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such of these. Now, I'm going to quickly read you uh, a passage from one of my favourite translations of the Bible for no other reason than I found it in my roof uh, when we moved a few months ago and feel compelled to share this with you. Now, uh, do you have a particular translation you prefer? NIV? Yeah? ESV, yeah, all good. Now, this one is slightly different. Indeed, it is the Bible in Cockney. Now, are there any uh, Cockneys in the house? No. <laughs> I'm gonna, I know Caroline's going to have slight English teacher heart palpitations here, but we're going to need to have a quick English lesson, I think, before uh, I, I quickly read you this. Now, uh, Cockneys used of rhyming slang, basically. So uh, I'm going to give you a few, few words that we're going to see in this passage. 
Now, when I say saucepan lid, it means kid. Well done. Uh, Ramsgate sands. Hands. Very good. Two and eight? State. Did someone say state? State's the right answer. Uh, Chalk farms? Arms. Very good. German bands? Hands. Guys are brilliant. Okay. So, um, this is originally taken from Matthew 19. Don't try and follow it. (laughs) Jesus blesses all the little saucepans. Some people brought some saucepans to Jesus for him to place his ramsgates on them. But the disciples got into a right old two and eight and shouted at the people. When the governor saw this, he was a little bit narked. And he said to his disciples, let all the little saucepans come to me. Don't stop them because God's kingdom belongs to this lot. Let me tell you now, unless you receive the kingdom of God like one of these little kiddies, (laughs) you'll never enter the kingdom. He then took the children in his chalks placed his Germans on each one of them and blessed them. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, slightly different take on a, on a familiar story. There, there is a point here, I promise. In fact, there's a few. But Jesus highlighted the children in this passage because they were a perfect picture of what he wanted to say. Anyone who truly wanted to receive the kingdom of God must do so with the innocence and lack of pretension of a small child. The children were a snapshot of what people needed to become to receive the kingdom and be saved. As I mentioned before, uh, sometimes we see things in a totally different way to the simplicity of how a young child can look upon knowing God. I, uh, I knew my journey into adulthood had well and truly come when I woke up one morning to see a wonderful blanket of snow outside, not thinking, wow, how much fun are we going to have today, but thinking, God, this is going to cause chaos on the transport system today. <laughs> Jesus was encouraging his disciples to drop their social pretensions and what it meant to be important by the standards of the world and embrace the freedom that was the reality of life in the kingdom of God. He welcomed in the children who are a big part of family life and showed them how by bringing them into our walk with God, we can learn a thing or two from them by doing so. How we walk and grow in our walk with God as a family was the key thing that I wanted to look at today. You know, including our children in where we're at uh, with our walk with God and being open to receiving them, things from them too has to be an important part of what we value in family. Now, the Cockney Bible, whilst being a bit of fun, um, is also uh, a way of making the Bible and knowledge of God more accessible uh, to people too. Uh, I remember when I was a teenager, and to some extent now, Reading is not how I wanted to spend my time. Something had to be pretty funny uh, or really interesting me for me to pick up a book. Um, but this worked for me, and I remember reading it and engaging with the stories because it was in a, a format that was accessible to me. Um, it was where I was at the time. Again, each of us will be in our own situations um, and have family members in different places with their walk with God. But finding something accessible... Uh, to help and engage others uh, will undoubtedly help us grow in our faith uh, together. You know, it might be that we've, we've tried different things that haven't worked, but I, w- I want to encourage us to, to persevere uh, and keep looking for different ways for our family to keep engaging with God. Um, I think Graham mentioned this uh, the other week, but the free Bible for Kids app, which we've uh, downloaded for Caitlin to play with, 
um, has in a very very short time really broadened her perception of God. Now, I think it is sad to admit that an app did that rather than my uh, parenting skills or insightful preaches on a Sunday morning. Um, But it is in a great format for her. It's it's where she's at now. So if you have kids aged three to five, this is a a must look up. Um, And, you know, know, our family doesn't stop with our relatives. Um, I I believe there's more to family than that. And part of our core church values uh, revolve us around being a church family. Um, And that brings me on to the last topic uh, I wanted to look at this morning. Um, Acts 2, uh, 42 to 47 gives us an insight into what the church looked like. Um, And it says this. uh, This is from the NIV this time, sadly. Um, (laughs) It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. What we uh, read about here sounds less like just a religious group of individuals uh, gathering together, but coming together as a family of believers. Um, What we read about is a group committed to teaching and training one another in the word of God. They prayed together. They ate together. They were a large group of people that were becoming a family, sharing their lives and forging a common identity. You know, this, this too is our vision of what uh, being a church is all about, being part of a wider family together. There's a, a reason our midweek meetings are called life groups, apart from the catchy name, of course. Um, life groups are about living life together, with an emphasis on sharing life, occasionally eating with each other, um, and helping each other grow in our walk with God. If you've been coming to Jubilee for a little while, or even just a couple of times, can I really encourage you to have a look into life groups? There is so much more to church than uh, what we just see here on a Sunday. Uh, We've really enjoyed uh, the evenings we've shared with our life groups in the past and continue to look forward uh, to some of the great ways God will speak to us through life groups in the year ahead. Uh, This morning for me was was a brilliant picture. Our our church family is here to support us and help us grow and walk in the plans that God has for us. Life groups are a great way of getting to know people better and sharing all the different things that life brings us. Uh, In the prayer meeting on Friday morning, uh, Steve shared the story in Exodus 17 of Moses holding up uh, the staff of God during a battle. Uh, I'm just going to quickly read these verses. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hands, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur had found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in a battle. This, this for me, is a a perfect illustration of how our church family can be there to support us. And I think this morning demonstrated that. Sometimes in life we can get really tired. We might want to be holding the staff of God up in our hands, but do not have the strength to do so. How great is it that Moses had Aaron and Hur uh, to help him and keep his hands held high? 
That, for me, is uh, the picture of a church family, having them beside you in life and there to support you when you just can't hold your hands up anymore. One of the things I've really enjoyed at Jubilee too is that our church family isn't limited to just the people within these walls here. That We are a part of a family of churches together on a mission. That's as true for Jubilee today as it was 10 years ago. Being, being part of Christ Central New Frontiers not only gives us great opportunities as a church collective to help other churches, but also for us to receive and help support from different pastors across the country, but over the world too. Um, it's great having Graham back from Cambodia. Um, very much look forward to hearing uh, all about the different things God's spoken to him about. I think it's important for us as a church to be open and see how the church in Cambodia can be part of our wider family too. You know, personally, I really enjoy being part of all the different families you could probably say I qualify for. So uh, just, just as I conclude today, uh, I just want to encourage you uh, in all the different parts of family life you're in. Uh, being part of God's family, your own family, and our wider church family. Uh, as we help each other grow in our walks with God and be there to support as well as to receive, we need to find out what works best within our circumstances. I wanted to encourage you again, if you haven't looked into life groups before, then uh, please do come and uh, speak to me or any of the welcome team uh, after the service, as we'd love to tell you uh, a bit more about that. Our families can bring us great joy and heartache, great fun and frustration, but I want to encourage us, being sons and daughters of God, and part of a wider church family to help and support each other grow in our faith, to help each other uh, and others grow, and to build and establish the kingdom here in this place. If the, if the band could... Uh, well, band, Caroline. It's just funny, isn't it, what you get used to saying. <laughs> uh, thanks, Caroline. Why don't we uh, pray quickly before we close? Yeah, Father God, thank you for family. Thank you for all the blessings that we have from them and from all the people within them. Uh, Lord, I thank you that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God, that you have chosen and loved us and that we are welcomed into, into your family, Lord God. Yeah, Father, I thank you for our church, Lord God. I thank you for the, our church family, that it will continue to grow and support um, those around it. Lord, we want to see your kingdom here in this place, Lord God, and we want to see your family grow and make your name famous, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we uh, stand together? I thought it would be good uh, just to close the meeting worshipping together as a family. You know? <laughs> but um, yeah, Caroline's uh, going to lead us in uh, one last song. Why don't we stand together? Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk.